Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and with me, as always, is Sam Grezes. Hi, it's it's me, Sam Grezes. Just regular old Sam Grezes. Just regular, non-replicant robot Sam Grezes. The don't, guy don't, you know and love They'll be suspicious. From... They'll be suspicious. Don't say that. You're oh. just going to make them suspicious. Yes, Master Dave. All right, all right, all right. I'm Super excited Bowl. to talk about the the big football game today. Football. It happened. Um, we got we a were, great game. We were right about the ads. Just going to just going to come right out there and say we were right about the ads getting worse. Yeah, we could just start with that because the ads were goddamn terrible this I'm, year. I'm I'm trying to think of a good one. Um I remember there being like two good ones. Right? I remember there being two good ones. Um, let me start with the ones that I didn't like. Uh, the Snickers one was stupid. Uh, every every single other ad was just look at these celebrities. That was like the thing, right? It's really pathetic how bad that has gotten. Just I know. here's a celebrity doing a wacky thing. I think the one commercial that about that that bothered me the absolute most was the Martin Scorsese one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With Martin Jonah Scorsese Hill. and Jonah Hill. I, th- I was gonna I say that- mine. Mine is the John Krasinski, uh, Rachel Dratch, uh, Chris Evans, just doing oh, the, a Boston the Boston accent, Park the car one. Yeah, yeah. And then Luis Guzman just shows up for no reason at the end of the Snickers commercial and doesn't even say a joke. Yeah, Ugh. and then there, there was the Bill Murray Groundhog Day one. That one, which... I, that one, I didn't. I think Mind a lot of people generally like that one. Yeah. I th- I think it only worked because they actually got Bill Murray to do it. And in, at the very least, it was a reference to his actual previous work. It was on exactly. Groundhog yeah. Day. It was a Groundhog Day ad, and it actually featured Bill Murray more or less doing what he was doing in that movie. It was a reference that worked yes. for that reason. It was a reference that... There was more going on than it just being Bill Murray being wacky in a car commercial. There was there was more to it than that. And, there was and, connection. And if I may, it also had the weird factor, right? It was like Groundhog Day, which is this... It's a comedy, right? But there's like something psychologically horrifying about reliving the, the same day over and over. And this, this car ad, this Jeep ad, if I remember right, was like... But with the Jeep, you can keep the psychological horror at bay because of adventure. And there's something like they don't come right out and say it, but they're that like weirdness and and like I I, I don't know, like horror isn't the word I want to use there. Uh but that is to me like that that is what the fact that they intentionally subverted that thing in the movie to be like this, like, oh no, everything's great, uh, was was choice to me. And and one of the reasons why uh I I did like that commercial as much as I did. I'll tell you another one I hate. I'm looking at a list of one of the some of them and I'm I'm bringing it back up. And I'll yeah, one that bothered me as just wacky celebrities doing wacky things was the Doritos one with uh little Nas X and Sam Elliott. Where I didn't they hate, had a, I didn't, you know, I didn't hate it. I'm sorry, it was just I, I didn't hate dumb. it. Dumb. 
It was just one of the... It, it was exactly just celebrities doing weird, random thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a Doritos commercial. Oh, Sam Elliott's mustache did a dance. Oh, not Sam Elliott is totally doing... Like, crazy limbo moves. Ugh, LOL. <laughs> no, I hated that commercial. Uh, I the, Another one that kind of did that for me... Um, oh, God, God, I just had it up, and now I can't remember it anymore. Fuck. Um, oh, yeah, the Brian Cranston ad, where they just kind of did The Shining. There yeah, that was pretty of, terrible. There were a lot of ones that... It wasn't just celebrities now. It was like, we bought the rights to this movie. Like, the Walmart ad, which was Ready Player One, the movie, the ad. Yeah. Uh, which which I only liked because it had Alex Winter in there, and Alex Winter is the fucking best. So, that was, you know, that, that was... Well, that now right. he's a sellout corporate whore, so I'm sorry. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, I did kind of... I don't know if I out loud chuckled, but I, I internally smiled at the uh, Cheetos one with MC Hammer. Oh, I, I hate that, that was... one was my least favorite one. I hated it <laughs> so much. I hated it so much. It's like, ah, oh, Cheetos fingers. Hey, y'all notice how if you eat Cheetos, your your fingers get all Cheeto-y? Let, I kind of get... like the fact that they were focusing on something that everyone complains about. I guess like, I just like I, I feel like, like I saw that, that a ad different already, angle you know? for Cheetos. Like I've I've never seen a Cheetos ad that like straight up lead into the fact that oh actually yeah this this makes your fingers disgusting. That's fair. That's fair. Like I it's not a it's not good and it's just oh mm-hmm. hey look it's MC Hammer that's wacky but <laughs> I don't I don't know I appreciated that one aspect of it. Mm. I did not like the Mountain Dew. Uh, God, what what else is around here? Oh, I there... I think the. Martin Scorsese one bothered me the most. Yeah, I, think I, 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 I just like that one wasn't as like it, to me that one wasn't super try hard uh, enough to really offend me. Oh, you know what was try hard? That uh-huh. stupid Google commercial with like the depressing like I'm like oh, I got nobody Loretta. left, so I'm oh, googling. Yeah, like, fuck oh, you, dude. Geez. Fuck you, dude. Like, oh no, wait, fuck I off, just Google. remembered the good ad. I remembered the good ad. It was the Rick and Morty ad. No! Are you kidding? Yep. It was no. a good ad. Sorry. Fuck. Sorry no, about it. I saw that and I'm just like, no, nah, Ricky. Like, no. Nah. Nope. It was a no. good ad. It was it was weird. It acknowledged the silliness of Super Bowl ads and it it Yep. That's some sellout shit. And they're the trying only, to be like, it, oh no. No, we we, it's we get that it's weird, but it's also us kind of selling out because pretty that fuck that shit. I nah, completely nah, disagree with you. Nah, 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 nah. It's it's fine. Um, the <laughs> we at my Super Bowl party, we did a, a Super Bowl ad death uh, count. Um, like how many people died in the Super Bowl ads? I think we ended up with five. Uh, with the Olay spacewalk ad, uh, two of the women on that spacecraft were ejected into space, so they're they're gone. Uh, the two people in the Snickers ad who fell into the hole, they're dead. And then there was the Dash Lane ad, which I didn't hate actually uh, that much. The the where you're on, uh, they're like crossing the river Styx and they can't remember their password or whatever. I thought that was kind of cute. 
Um, I, a lot of people didn't seem to care for it, but I actually kind of liked, liked the uh, yeah. the shopping network avocados commercial. That one was fine. Yeah, I was. I, like, was I thought that. that was a creative way to do that. I I'd, I'd never seen that particular. Like I've seen shopping network parodies before, but I wasn't expecting that from like an avocado. Like that was different. I, the I avo- appreciated that. The avocados from Mexico. They're like their ad team has done consistently like entertaining. Yeah, they've been work, consistently right? good ads. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And t- in I, terms of like the the lowering standards of Super Bowl ads, the avocados from Mexico, at least for the past like four or five years, have consistently given an ad that I don't hate. That, that, that's more like, like an ad that doesn't make me angry and is kind of charming. It, it yeah. feels like a com- it feels like they're kind of a holdover from the earlier days yes. of Super Bowl commercials, where a company would just try and make the funniest best ad they could they Just weren't trying to go memorable. viral they yeah. weren't trying to like do this whole like lead up thing like planters was doing there it was just them trying to make a fun good commercial that would stick in your mind and i, I think that's why i appreciate the avocados from mexico ads mm-hmm. I, I will hate- tell you one thing that was starting this year that i don't think i'd really noticed before but really came in just all these companies and brands that are kind of cross-pollinating in other yeah. brands' commercials because yeah. the same parent company owns both of them. Like how yep. Charlie Day was showing up in a whole bunch of different ads. I hate. I fucking hated that. Like I liked I the hated fucking David it. Harbor yeah. one. You did the same thing again except worse, and I hated it. It was so yeah. fucking bad. They were really trying to capitalize on it's a tie at No, it was a. It's a tie ad worked because it came out of nowhere and you weren't expecting it to happen. And then you weren't expecting it to happen multiple times. The The element of surprise carried that ad campaign that year. Exactly. Now it, it, you can't make, you can't get that to work again. It's not yep. going to work again. Yep. It's, and it's, then, it fucking should sucks. we talk about fucking Mr. Peanut? Jesus Ugh. Christ! Let me let me oh let me gosh. let me talk about the one that the one that I hated the most first. Okay, which is just the it, 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 and it wasn't even that offensive. Like you've probably forgotten about it already. Um, but the one that was most offensive to me because it it coalesced all of the things that I hate about um Super Bowl ads that we talked about last week. Um, was the Audi ad that just. All it was was Maisie Williams singing "Let It Go." Uh, yeah, that was. It. I, I it think was, it was I, the bar I was at was doing like a raffle every commercial break, and I was thankfully just paying attention to the raffle instead, especially nice. if the commercial just wasn't hooking me. And that I think that spared me a lot of grief this year. Some of these commercials, looking down the list, I'm like, I don't even remember this, and this is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't offensive. It was the only thing that was offensive about it was it was literally just the two things that have become so ubiquitous and so like low effort and, and not like just shitty and brandy and hyper capitalist and just not creative. It's just like, let's get a celebrity and let's do a crossover with another recognizable brand in this case you know we're just gonna fucking sing the the disney song of let it go and it was just so (sighs) yeah that was that was pretty bad uh you know a commercial i every year there's at least one company that tries to make the meme ad 
uh-huh. where it's it's just like oh we're gonna like cash in on some weird memes and this year i guess that was a hummus commercial which did i, I miss say, that I one expect that but it had like rick flair going whoa and it had, I like, didn't the, see the that one. one. Shit! You didn't see the the Sabra hummus commercial? It's like a no. whole bunch of random other celebrities being like, "How do you muss?" And I hate that. Like, I hate that. Why? It's, it's very bad. I oh, I no. did not like it. It's it's very bad. It's stupid. It's definitely a company being like, "You get all these references, internet people." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Then of course this that- fucking baby nut. God. I was sad that Missy Elliott didn't did an ad for Pepsi. Yeah, I kind of liked one. I kind of liked the TurboTax ad because it was just stupid and weird and people doing the dance. That was fine to me. That was fine and good to me. It was people doing the weird knee dance? Anyway. Oh, and also I kind of liked the Post Malone ads too. Anyway, that's that's me. Let's fucking talk about. <sighs> Baby nut. Uh, so if if I ever wanted the silence brand crab to be real, I wanted to, I I just want to murder planters right now. There, they I, were. I I went to the store and I was actually craving some some like honey roasted peanuts, uh-huh. and I deliberately like bought the store brand because I was not going to buy planters. I Good. don't want to buy planters again because. It's, uh, that baby nut trying to be baby Yoda. No, does anyone actually like it? No. I. It's everyone thinks it's stupid. Everyone realizes it's a dumb cash in, and the worst part is they made enough of a thing about it that people are still talking about it anyway. Yes, people are. I think it's starting to die down now, because like what the planners' uh, Twitter campaign now is doing is they're like making and leaking gifts. That they hope people use as like reaction images, right? Uh, and n- no one is. Everyone's like, like the what was the um, shit? I can't remember. But like, there was there was a thing about like Baby Yoda and Baby Groot, and there was another baby um, in there, but I can't remember about like how. Uh, for those to work, you have to at least have a, like, plausible deniability that the character wasn't just created to sell shit, right? Because because then it's so easy for anyone, even, like, like it is so easy for anyone to see through that. Not not even people who are, like, the best know, me and are, like, anti-capitalist, happens whatever. Because, yeah, like, even, like, Baby Yoda, like, is, is also clearly designed... To be cute and sell oh, merchandise, but he of also course. serves a purpose yes. within the show's narrative. He's not just there to be cute, even if that's a large part of his function. You can there's, suspend the disbelief, more right? Which is key. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. works as part of the universe. The baby nut thing is just so blatant in what it's trying to be that you cannot give it credit in any mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah. It's it's vile, honestly. <laughs> It's it sucks. It sucks. It's creepy too, dude. It, it's like they, very creepy. They posted an image of like like on the on the on the social media feed that was like I can't even remember what the caption was, but the image is burned in my head of like baby nut like 
not looking at the screen and then turning his head to the right and like looking at you with unblinking eyes and it's scary. did you see the uh amazing painting somebody made of mr peanut devouring his son that's oh, like, gotten like, so um, much more that's it's actually called viral way more than baby nut has i, I haven't it, seen it is it is it is it a remake of the image of um yeah it's oh saturn God, like, if, titan, if you don't saturn know, eating yeah 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 yeah. it's probably one of the creepiest paintings ever made it's uh, great though i fucking yeah, love if, that painting yeah saturn devouring his son it's kind of well known in sort of like art picture circles it's the really creepy image of like the the weird lanky monster mostly hidden in shadow eating like the headless you can see torso, the torso. got yeah uh, it is of like it a, is. of like a baby and it's 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 one of the black paintings if you don't know the history of the black paintings i suggest uh googling that and looking up because it's pretty fascinating basically an artist went crazy and painted Wait, all shit. this weird shit all over his this. walls and it, it was never meant to be seen what? by the public because he just went crazy and painted like these big 14 murals all over his walls in his house and they found it when he died and they went looking through his house so all these paintings were never meant to be they were not sold Whoa, they were for... not for anyone they were just shit. weird shit that a, a mentally ill person was doing at the end of his life i would i thoroughly recommend I... looking into it it's really I... fucking creepy i didn't know any of that that's fucking amazing I love, fuck, dude, that's so, I, I'm going to be using words like I love that and that's so cool, which is not the correct reaction no, no. to have. Like, very a lot of the paintings are very like, ugh. It's very interesting. Let me, let me put it it's, this way. It is very interesting uh, yeah. for me to learn that. If you take anything away from this podcast, take away this little piece of culture that I have just now informed yeah. you of. I'm, I'm the definitely going to look into that for sure. Um, but yeah, no, now I want, now I want that Mr. Peanut, uh, Saturn eating his son portrait framed in my house. No, I don't want that. I just decided now that I don't want that. I want to look at it on Twitter and then be done with it. We've spent 18 minutes and 25 seconds talking about the ads. We should probably talk Holy about shit. the game. I guess we should talk about good the game. game, dude. It was a fucking great game. We were, was, right. we were right. We were right about we the game, dude. We basically were right. Like, I was absolutely right about the 49ers defense stopping yes. them. And you were yes. right about the Chiefs being able to just come back and score quickly enough to make it not matter. Like, we were mm-hmm. both effectively right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was you it love, was You love to hear it. Yeah. Also, like, the, the ending of that game, not that it was, like, at the at the end it was, like, you know the the 49ers would have to make a comeback right but i mean the only it wasn't it wasn't the most satisfying ending right because the satisfying ending is that the 49ers come back and have this amazing two minute drill uh uh that would have been the most exciting like yeah. neutral party comeback as if exactly. like the chiefs went ahead 24 to 20 and then I guess Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, right, I think exactly. That, I think that was I think that was after the Chiefs went ahead was when he missed that pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, if like if they make that pass and make it interesting all the way, like then it's probably a slightly better ending. But as it was, we still got an incredibly good game. Like well, I everyone also, last like... year 
was just like obsessed with it. Oh, but it was all, all the defenders of last year's garbage fest that we had all forgotten. Which is like, yeah, but it was like a real defensive game. Like, no, this Fuck game you. featured more interesting defense than that game did. Well, what I was going to say was, was I can never complain, unless it's my team, right? Unless it's a team I'm rooting for, hardcore. I can never complain about a game that ends on an interception. Even, even honestly, even the Malcolm Butler interception, that was a great ending to a game. That was a like, that was an amazing ending to a game. It, and it to was this the day, wrong team I wish... that won it, right? But yeah. like, but but what an amazing ending to a game. A game ceiling interception is always satisfying and always exciting. Very much. Although to be fair, the 49ers, the final pick, the game was basically lost at that. It's point. It's true. That's that's very true. Like, like there, the game there was, was lost when Damian Williams ran when the 49ers got stopped. And Damian Williams ran for the touchdown to go up 31 to 20. Like, yeah, after was, Damian Williams it. ran it in, that was it. That was the game. The it's 49ers had no chance after that point. Like, they could have put up a garbage time score. It wouldn't have mattered. They yeah. they had fucked it up. Kyle Shanahan, holy shit. He did it twice. <laughs> yeah, twice, man. Twice. Like, what is, one time what is, the, is just, like, not? his own... I can't believe I can't believe it happened again. I There's can't believe be, we got to wait 15 years. There's going to be a 30 for 30 because I would bet you dollars to donuts. He is going to do this again in the Super Bowl. He is too was, good of an offensive yeah. coordinator not to do this again in the Super Bowl. I think this is a problem that he has generally. I think he gets a lead and then doesn't know how to properly sit on it. Because yeah. I was looking, I was looking in some of the the Forty ers misery forums. Sure, they're all like complaining, and they were talking about some of the losses that they losses or near losses that they had this season, and they followed a similar pattern where they basically stopped the team for three quarters and then didn't do what they were supposed to do, and the other team kind of squeaked back one? in. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. the that's what happened to Seattle the first time I think uh, when they almost gave up a massive lead to Seattle in the final week of the season to secure the first seed, something very similar happened. Like Kyle Shanahan doesn't know how to eat the clock in well, the fourth quarter. I want to, I wanted to ask you about this because I was like, while I was watching the game, I was noticing that Shanahan's offensive, like, like he was trying to put his foot on the throat of the chiefs. He wasn't playing a he wasn't doing what he did with the Falcons right in 2017 where he just kind of just ran the ball a bunch and gave the Patriots the ball back. Like he he was letting Jim cuz so like I'm wondering like not what could he have done but like what did he do wrong? Was it like a scheme thing where the, the the Chiefs made a lot of halftime adjustments that Shanahan was just like, we're actually just going to keep doing exactly what we were doing uh, in the first half? Or like what? Because I, I don't know, like the 49ers offense still seemed pretty aggressive in the third and fourth quarter. They just like, I mean, shit wasn't working. Maybe, maybe do we give the Chiefs defense more credit for that? I, I you know, I, I'm just... I'm having trouble squaring that narrative, which which I believe in, like I buy into. I just I I want to try and square it with like the play calling and stuff Shanahan did, and I'm having a lot of trouble doing that. You know what I mean? 
I I don't know. All I all I can think of like obviously in a lot of ways you can't blame Shanahan for the entire thing. Like Oh, of course. Football of course not. football's too interconnected for that shit. There's too much. Like Jimmy Garoppolo played like ass. He really did. He was he was fourth quarter. He, yeah. He played like ass. Like Emmanuel Sanders, like that pass is going to go down as the missed opportunity for the Niners when he overthrew Sanders in the end zone. Like that, it, yeah, was, it could have been a touchdown. That, he was fucking that, open that was, like that. That was a touchdown. It like Jimmy blew it in that, a lot of sense. And you know, honestly, if, that's part of why the fact that not to tangent, but the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo missed. Not just Emmanuel Sanders, but on like on another like do or die drive, missed someone. I can't remember, but like over like through like yards. There was a one. There was on a an, big on an in route. There was one third down where yeah. he f- tried to force it to someone, and it wasn't open, and George Kittle was wide open. I, I know. Oh, that I would yeah, that would too. There was one drive that it, pretty late in the game where Kittle was wide open, but he he forced the ball the wrong direction. Uh, credit to the Chiefs' defense, obviously. Um, Spags called a hell of a pressure game. It's true. Real That's happy really for Spags. True. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was hard to watch what happened in that last quarter and like not feel like the 49ers were fucking it up a little bit on yeah, offense. At least. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like the Chiefs finally woke up on offense like that that 49ers defense was doing an incredible job Mahomes looked bad for yeah, a good portion yes. of that game he looked legitimately bad he like the first pick he threw where he just like it was chucked so it, bad and it, like directly to the linebacker yeah like, it was incredibly bad but then I, he he figured it out and he he got that shit done and the 49 like the 49ers defense was probably kind of tired at that point. Well, that's that's my thing is that if you're if you're the defensive coordinator, you got to kind of know that at some point Mahomes is going to wake up, right? Like you got to you got to plan for that. The only the only thing you can really do is just try and put the Chiefs in as big a hole as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers couldn't do that. They couldn't. They a lot of people like to bring it back to Shanahan. A lot of people are criticizing the way he played at the end of the first half, myself mm-hmm. included. He basically he went he played it safe. They were tied. If they stopped the Chiefs on uh, third down, so that they were gonna get they if they called a timeout immediately when they stopped the Chiefs, they would have gotten the ball back. Probably as a touchback, just from where they were on the field, but could be, could have been anywhere on the field. But they would have gotten the ball back with roughly a minute 40 left. Doable. They would have had two timeouts and a minute 40 to before the half to, you know, try and get at least into field goal range. You get into field goal range, you don't need a touchdown, but if you can get into like long field goal range, you can attempt a field goal and you could go into halftime up. 13 to 10 or 17 to 10 and then you get the ball back to begin the third quarter like that's a position this is the super bowl you go for that shit and that's that was like the big difference you could tell in coaching styles between reed and shanahan shanahan had these moments where he decided to just like sit on it and not Mm -hmm. go for it and the, even the Chiefs were like, hey, whoa, if you're not going to do anything, we're just going to call timeout now because we might get the ball back. And then Shanahan's like, oh, no, I'll, fine, I'll do something. And they got like a 20-yard pass. And then the OPI, which had that not been called, they would have had field goal. So right. it, that's just kind of unfortunate bad luck. But 
that probably wouldn't have mattered if they had actually gone for it to begin with. And then you have Andy Reid. There were multiple fourth down plays, and they're pulling out weird boy band dancing twirly shit and Mm -hmm. going for these fourth downs. Fortune favors the bold in the Super Bowl. It always does. Always. Yes, 100% always. I remember... um, I mean, I remember listening to fucking Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Fuck. I mean, I don't know what we can or should say about that. But honestly, I, I didn't really hear them most of the time. I, I was yeah. full disclosure. I was watching this in a 49ers bar right, surrounded right, by right, 49ers right. fans. It was loud. Mm-hmm. We I wasn't hearing uh, the announcers talk it, like the audio. Like if I I was watching the game and I was talking to people, I, w- I wasn't hearing anything that the uh, Buck and Aikman were saying. It was it was about as cl- like classic. 2019 2020 Aikman Buck as you can get so like not actively embarrassing but still bad you know like Troy Aikman was talking about I actually how I actually feel like those two have gotten better they have they absolutely have and like There's Joe Buck no started getting better we've gone over this before but Joe Buck has he started to loosen up a little bit and he's it's better now and Aikman I th- the further we get Aikman seems like he gives less and less of a fuck. That's and, also key, honestly. And occasionally that sneaks through in his commentary. And honestly, that's more interesting than what Aikman used to be. I am I am here for Aikman not giving a shit. Right. He was, but they were saying in the Super Bowl about how like, what was it? It was like they were in, oh God, the Chiefs went for fourth and like three, uh, God, I can't remember what the score was, but it was some it was some score where it would absolutely make much more sense to like go for it on fourth and three. I think they were around like uh, the 49ers 30 yard line or something. Uh, And it was a it was a score situation where it absolutely did not make sense to take the points. And they were talking about how like, ooh, like what a maverick move. And I'm like, have you not? watched football for the past three years teams are going for it more and they are good smart teams are going for it more and this is a net positive yes this is this is a good thing i am very happy that this is happening yeah yeah what a fucking good super bowl that was a really good super bowl we had a little bit of everything we had some great defense we had some really fun offense some crazy big plays yeah it was good shit it was good shit we called that we called some some trickeration it was fun i'm 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 also glad that like both these teams are really young right that makes me really really happy that we will probably see both of these teams in the playoffs again next year they're yeah, just I don't like, I don't see any reason why these two teams won't be competing for the playoffs next season. There's, no, they're both no. too good for that. No. And and I mean, I, I don't know, man. I I am just I am very excited for the future face of the NFL with Tom Brady on the Cowboys and Dak Prescott on the <laughs> Patriots. Uh, OK, according I, to I Michael will, Irvin, I, I have to make a terrible confession. Yeah. <laughs> to bring it back. 
to the commercials. I we, I forgot about this. Oh God, the, the Brady Tom, commercial. The the Brady Hulu commercial got me. I didn't hate it. Honestly, I really I didn't, didn't hate, hate it. Hate it. it was all right. When, it was all when, right. I want to like. I'm not giving my props to Hulu on this. I mean, to Brady on this. I'm giving props to Hulu. The Hulu's fact that they managed good. to keep yeah. this covered up, and they they got Brady's or Brady's social media team to make that tweet like a few days beforehand uh-huh. just to stir up the bullshit speculation because he posted that tweet and everyone went fucking nuts. Like, is this him saying goodbye? Is he retiring? Yeah. Is yeah. he leaving? Like, perfectly They knew it. Hulu. And they knew perfectly everyone. Everyone Hulu. was gonna. When, that, when Brady came on and he said, I want you to hear this from me, I'm like, oh shit, this is something he would do, the piece of fucking shit. And then yeah. he goes, Hulu has live sports. I was like, God damn it, he got me. It's the motherfucker got me. <laughs> Brady's ads have always been pretty good. I, I really have to say, like, I, he is, when, I, and I think it's because he is like an automaton, right? He he knows how to act very well, or at least he has a really good coach. Um, he does. They I, use I, I, him properly. Yeah. Like like if you've if you've ever watched a lot of his social media stuff, like if if it was someone else, it would actually be really fun and charming. Exactly. Yes. But it yep. it comes across like knowing the fact that he's not doing this until like the past couple years, it comes across as disingenuous and brandy and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time like you can tell he's he's got some kind of charisma. There's a, there's yes. a level of charisma there. And Absolutely. it works. It's not quite like Peyton charisma, but it works. And I, mm-hmm. I'll give him credit for that. And I will absolutely give Hulu credit for pulling that shit off. It got me. I laughed. I hated myself. Well played. No, I, I, I just, I really, I, I am, I am a big fan of, of anyone who, like, that's, I think that might be a viable strategy moving forward for brands is to take advantage of like okay so you really fucking want to go viral the way you do it is you take advantage of of content mills that are trying desperately to claw at rumor and bullshit speculation fuels content mills exactly exactly sports, so if you in can like media anything like it speculation will fuel that shit so hard i think we're gonna see a lot more of that next year um calling calling it now that there are going to be a lot more stunts that are less that are less like adam driver super bowl live ad and more tom brady fake retiring i i'm more okay with that me too. It'll I, be fun. It'll be I enjoy being surprised and yeah. boozled. Like one of my favorite ad campaigns was always the the Geico. Oh, but I did save 15 minutes on my car insurance. The, the sidetrack ads. It felt like those ads, the first time I saw them, always got me. Yeah. Because yeah, it plays yeah. it like a different ad. Yeah, and then fun. it slaps you just like, ah, oh, gotcha. And you're like, oh, you, you, oh, you got me. Yeah, fuck you. But all right well played they tried I, to do that again i, I this like year, that happening i like being bamboozled in the way hulu bamboozled me like ads are still bad capitalism's still bad tom brady's right. still ugly and stupid but you know what sometimes it works 
that's yeah that's the thing is that is it like as long as we're living in like in a capitalist society that's beholden to brands and ads they're still at the very least the funny thing is if they start overplaying that it will make us extremely skeptical and cynical as everything. a viewing audience. It's oh, like, yeah. We're going to see yeah, everything. Yeah, let's go there. can be like, well, this is probably bullshit, right? Hell yeah. Like, this, like, yes. this is just somebody trying to screw us over, right? And it's just going to be people guessing as to what it's going to be. And like, that's going to be the speculation. And so they, they if they're going to do this, they can't overplay it, which means they absolutely will. Yeah. And and then and then we will become an insanely skeptical society, which could either go really well or really, really poorly. I mean, generally everybody distrusting brands because of bullshit is probably a net positive. If yeah, you're about for it. sure. 100%. Like, like, it, like people automatically distrusting advertising is probably better off for us oh, in the long well, run. Well, and also uh, uh, inherently distrusting like cryptic tweets from celebrities, right? Yeah. Yeah, gonna gonna distrust them subtweets, man. Uh huh. What'd you think of the halftime show? I liked I it. Because I only saw the Shakira part because I always go out and play football, but it, it, they started a little bit later, so I was able to see at least like the first two Shakira songs. It was fine for me. I mean, I liked the USA Puerto Rico flag. That was cool. I here's my here's my thing, and this is what I talked about with. The people at my Super Bowl party, I, there's been a standard set for me, and I think you too, of a halftime show akin to, say, a Prince halftime show. Or for me, the standard is, well, I mean, Prince is up there too, absolutely, but like, a Lady Gaga show where she jumps off a building and then there's a bunch of fucking drones making pictures behind her. Or for me, which is what is the pinnacle is the Katy Perry halftime show where she comes out on a gigantic polygonal shiny lion or tiger rather. I think it was. Yeah. There, I there think, hasn't, I think that's what it was. I, there hasn't been I mean, there's been the spectacle, right? But it still just kind of feels like a concert. Uh, yeah. And it has for the past couple of years. And I want, I mean, if we're going to make the Super Bowl this this celebration of late capitalism, this decadent, dripping, like, treacle-rich uh, uh, collection of brands and the largest, richest sports organization in the country and, like, billionaire owners and all. The, if we're going to do that and get the biggest stars in the country to play the Super Bowl halftime show, I mean, there's got to be a little bit more. Like, it can't just be cool dances and costumes. You know, it can't be cool dances, songs, and costumes. And and Shakira playing three different instruments through the whole halftime show, which was cool, but like I need a I need a visual engineering uh feat 
I guess I need I need something really really breathtaking and and memorable and like I need a holy shit moment I guess and the holy shit moment this year was was J Lo doing cool pole dancing which was cool yeah I guess I would probably qualify for that I think the the problem with that is obviously they have difficulty with timing and setting all that shit up of course to make sure it works simply because they have to trot all that stuff out on the field and get it ready and you have a limited amount of time to put this event on so something super technical that requires a lot of coordination and flash is just it's it's gonna be it's inherent inherently limited because you can't just like set everything up beforehand you have to have you have to be able to trot all that shit out, hook it up, and hope everything goes right to mm-hmm. begin with. I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with it being a concert. I liked this halftime show from what I've seen and from what I've seen on the highlights. Uh, it's probably going to be a while before we have another sexy halftime show. We finally got a sexy halftime show. Yeah, again, yeah, it was good. This felt like the sexiest halftime show since Prince, and I appreciated that. Yep. Like... We got some booty, like, we got J-Lo and them just, like, sticking their asses right at the camera, which, you know, we called that shit, too, remember? Mm-hmm. We knew that was going to happen. Yep. Two celebrities known more for their butts than for their boobs. They're going to yes. stick them at the camera, and we got them shaking them at we the camera. We were wrong on the prop and... bets, though. We were wrong on the prop bets. There was a there was a ton of cleave <laughs> up on there. There was a ton of cleave. and Yeah, there was a ton of cleave, especially for J-Lo's second outfit. I didn't. I don't recall seeing side boob though. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. not really. But we got we got like those those moments. J Lo on the stripper pole was pretty good. The two of them shaking their butts is pretty good. And then uh, Shakira doing like the weird celebratory greeting yeah. thing that everybody didn't know was a celebratory greeting because we're all culturally ignorant. Right, right. But, and everyone was like, "That's weird." And like, then we immediately it's just like, yeah. "Why is she like mimicking eating out ass? Like, what was happening right now?" Uh-huh. I I didn't know. Like, full disclosure, I didn't know that was a cultural thing. I saw somebody bring it up on Twitter. I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty cool." Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, there was too much thirst, and people got people got upset. So we're gonna have old man rocker next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things got Absolutely. things got to the sexy line again. We 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 can't have the sexy line. We got to push it back. So I think it's it, gonna be, be Springsteen again. I'm fucking gonna. I'm ready to call it right now. I now, think it's gonna be Springsteen old. again. He's still is he still performing? Yeah. I don't think it'll be Springsteen. I think it'll be it'll it'll be uh it'll be a younger performer, but it's not gonna be one who's known for sex. Or being hmm, sexy. That's fair. That's fair. I'm still surprised we haven't had like a con- a mega country star yet. Oh, you know what? That that actually might like that uh, feels like Blake we're Shelton due. next year or Luke Bryant. Yeah, or like Florida Georgia line. Like one of these. I don't think Florida pop- Georgia line would do it. I think it's got to be someone who who is like sitting on a panel at like The Voice or another show like that. You know. Yeah, it's it's. I'm still wondering what because country is basically pop at this point. It's like like oh, country yeah. is basically pop. Yes. Yeah, it has been for like, years, honestly. It has, and it's still big popular. Like the NFL is not gonna allow the other genre like they're not gonna allow trap 
on yeah, the stage. Yes. Like trap like they're never gonna if let they fucking rap didn't do show if they up. didn't do it in Atlanta, man, they're they weren't gonna yeah, right? If we got Maroon Five in Atlanta, we're not getting any rap as a halftime show. I, and I don't think it, most rappers would do it. Have I talked to you about how the one halftime show that I've always wanted and will never get is Outcast. Outcast would have been such a good show. Outcast would Damn. put on the most amazing halftime show in history. It would be a psychedelic fucking rap trip through the ages of the like the best the best rap group I think ever. And we're just never get well, we're never going to get it cuz it would be too weird. Right? And not yeah. not that Outcast is this kind of indie rap outfit, but like if they did the halftime show, it wouldn't fucking be "Hey ya" and "I like the way you move," right? It would be the fucking weird shit, which I want anyway. That would be much better. I'm really surprised they haven't gotten Taylor Swift yet. I feel like she's yeah, it would, the exact kind of like it would be safe, popular pit that they would have they would have. Uh-huh. Like she's got enough clout that people are gonna watch her, even if they hate her, mm-hmm. and she's. She's a huge star. She can pull in a bunch of other names. Like, I wonder if they've offered it to her and she said no. Because I feel like she's a good fit for a halftime show. Yeah, I'm wondering. I I wonder if she was part of the, the boycott that happened last year or two years ago. I, I kind of doubt it. Like, knowing her and her anti... Like, you know, I don't fucking know her politics, but I know that she tries to stay away from them to maximize her sales, which, you know, whatever. I I just, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that she hasn't gotten the nod, right? Like she, she definitely seems to be a huge, well, I mean, there's a, oh, geez. I mean, the, 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 cynic in me says that she hasn't gotten the nod because they want to reach out to people who are not white right and they want to use the halftime show as a like you know we got beyonce you know we got rihanna we got we got like these these people who we think are heroes to communities of color and and kind of wearing that as a shield yeah, I, I guess, guess. There, there is a little bit of like that sort of like safe corporate pandering. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Even though it, even though it isn't, stuff. and it's and it's backwards, and it's and it's shitty. And I, you yeah, know, I, I, I like it's. You know, I'm not. I'm obviously not the one to to bring this up, but like, it just seems it to me. Part of that seems very um, on the part of the NFL, right? It seems yeah. incredibly disingenuous. Um, I mean, even even up to even up to the halftime show this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, may, maybe that's the key to why Taylor Swift isn't isn't like hasn't been a halftime show uh, act. And uh, honestly, you know, maybe that's why they they are hesitant to do countries because they think only white people like countries. So why do, why would we do that? We don't want to, we don't want to like, we don't want to perform to them. We want to, we want to have a a diverse halftime show and you know, there's, there's a lot of, I assume there's a lot of weird 
and like racially biased in weird ways in like 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 white people doing racially biased calculations about the halftime show in like in the nfl head offices it's kind of like the the problem with like woke brands yeah exactly it is exactly that when they release a commercial same problem where you're like all right these are generally it's like that gillette commercial i think yeah the gillette commercial and then the and then the fucking olay commercial this year right yeah these commercials they're, they're bringing out they're they're bringing up these ideas and they're using these progressive ideas that on one hand are like yes good these are things that we should be thinking about but it's also like but this is a brand capitalism brand telling us this because it thinks that we're the market right i don't know how to feel about that it's right it's that weird it's just like i am glad we are having diverse acts on the stage but at the same time we're having diverse acts because they're deliberately trying to pander but representation matters but like when it's forced representation you make a little, you're a little skeptical just like well what's the real motive here yeah right it, it's, exactly it's, it's such a complicated issue uh-huh it's it's so ugh, it there, there's no way to like talk about it without being problematic in some way so maybe we well exactly and, and we're, we're not the people to do it right like no we're not we're we're we're, we're not mm-hmm. we're very much not Ah, football. I'm so happy for Big Andy. Yeah. Big old Andy. Yeah, yeah, he finally fucking did it. You could tell just watching him, like, scream after they won, like, how much that meant to him. Like, he's he's kept that... He is not a very emotional hoorah guy but like they handed him the mic and he was just like kansas city and i'm like ah god damn he's been waiting for this shit yeah yeah like the voice crack that like real you know fuck man uh so happy for him love you andy Mm -hmm. Uh, i am like legitimately happy for him i i feel like he has been like been the butt of a lot of jokes you know fairly or otherwise right but hey hey his timeout management in the super bowl pretty good yeah it was pretty good i saw i saw a meme of him like passing the bad clock management torch to kyle (laughs) nice all right sure good perfect absolutely perfect very happy did you see uh any of the footage from the parade no, I didn't. Was it wild? It was I pre- bet it. I fucking it, bet it, it was. was. Kansas City is a great fucking sports town. Yeah, it, it it seemed pretty fun. Like, there's the videos of them, like, chucking beer to Mahomes, and he's catching it in the back and, like, oh, shotgunning yeah. it and then throwing it down off the bus. He's, like, pouring it off the bus into Kelsey's mouth. Like, Kelsey was predictably having an absolutely fantastic time. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's... And you know that their their parade is way better than the 49ers parade would have been. That's yeah, like, that's the thing, right? Like but like like a bunch of fucking finance bros and like people mm-hmm. who don't just like actually tech live bros, in San Francisco. Just a shit ton of people on their phone. Yeah. It's they're not going to be climbing trees with their asses hanging out and falling right. out because they're like wasted drunk. Which There's sucks. A video which sucks because like San Francisco was so cool. Yeah, and and it's just like the only people who there who 
can afford to go to 49ers games like <laughs> or really afford housing. Anyway, go to the the video of Mahomes with there's a video of Mahomes. He's like chucking something into the crowd. And a guy tries to catch it and runs into a parking meter. <laughs> oh, God! Just like, hell yes! Just gets, just gets knocked out. And then, like, later on, like, later that day, Mahomes got on Twitter, and he saw the video, and he he reposted it with a comment. just like, yo, is the dude who hit that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. I Have you watched any of the uh, mic'd up? video yet not yet not yet i was i was gonna and and then i was gonna watch the uh nfl 2020 bad lip reading which is one of my favorite yearly nfl traditions that is a pretty great tradition i i would recommend the mic'd up just because it's it's always entertaining it's when mahomes throws like the go-ahead touchdown or something towards the end he there's just like footage of him just like screaming woo like five times in a row so amped up and it's just hard to not get incredibly amped up with them one of those things about mic'd up i i I talked about this on twitter but i think one of my favorite things about mic'd up for like playoff games is seeing the the before the game starts like pre-game speech huddles where the where all the players are kind of together in the huddle and you got the one guy in the middle yelling getting everybody pumped up and just like yeah yeah we're gonna leave it out on the field today we're gonna do this this is our time this is our moment they're never gonna forget this shit and there and all the guys are like and they're pumping up but they show both teams and it's always just like comedically tragic watching the pregame pump up speech of the team you know loses yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it tears you think, at you a little you bit because you watch like the ones you, you watch like the ones of like the teams are losing they're like yeah this is our moment they're gonna forget this we're gonna come back we're gonna do it and you're like you know what they're right they are mm-hmm. gonna do it they are yes. gonna bring it and then it shows the other team saying the uh, same shit and oh, you're like no but you're not about, about, about that, that bud like all that, all that jazz, all that pump up, all that. Eh, no, this is this, this is going to go down in your memory badly. Uh-huh. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be happy at the end of this day. And it's, it's, uh, there's just so much tragedy in it, and it's kind of hilarious. Yes, yes very much so. Uh, I, I, n- so can we talk about how Wes Welker? Is a Super Bowl curse? Oh, shit. it's a very small yeah, I, thing. I didn't. Oh, I don't fucking what? know the the story here. So Wes Welker was on the Patriots for basically the entire span that they didn't win a Super Bowl in between their two. Oh shit! Dynasty yeah, I guess sections. that that's true. Yeah, for sure. He lost on 2007. He lost on 2011. He then left the Patriots and went to the Broncos. And was on the Broncos' record-setting 2013 team, like the greatest offense of all time. The same team they that got absolutely got, yeah, shellacked demolished. by Seattle. So he's and th- he was 0-3 as a player. This year, he was a San Francisco 49ers coach. He wasn't. Fuck. So he's 0-4. He is 0-4 for does Super anyone, Bowls. Wes Welker is a Does anyone a have a worse Super Bowl record? Uh, one of my Twitter followers... Uh, looked it up when I tweeted at, and he's like, apparently some guy won, lost four Super Bowls in a row. Like he was, he was on the Bills for four seasons, and then he went to whatever team lost the very next year, which I I think was the Chargers. Yeah. (laughs) 
So five Super Bowls in a row losing, like that's gotta hurt, man. Yeah. Ow. That fucking sucks. Great <sighs> uh, great new, great new game. NFL am... rule. It should be an it should the the Super Bowl winner should be the the team that has not won the Super Bowl for the longest because I that makes me happiest when they win and then I can like watch their players and coaches be happy. There's something far more satisfying about watching a fan base that's been yeah. starved finally yeah. get it. Like that's I think that's one of the reasons why I ultimately ended up rooting that's for the, the Eagles thing. in the yeah, Super Bowl exactly. two years ago. Exactly. Yes. It was it was we had Because the... when you when you watch a long there's there's a major difference in celebration between like a Patriots fan celebrating their next Super Bowl and a team like the Chiefs yes. or the Cubs yes. or the Eagles. Absolutely. Or the Seahawks the first time. Yeah. Like when a team that hasn't won before or not in a very long time gets over the hump, like there's there's something magical about the way the celebration happens and the way it feels. And even if you hate them, like you're kind of happy right. for them. I was happy for the Eagles fans. Like I was enjoying watching them be happy because – you, it, it's infectious. That feeling is yeah. great. It's it's so much more rewarding to see that kind of pure joy and celebration than it is to watch a team that already won yes, win again. Absolutely, a hundred percent. You want to talk about the XFL for like five seconds? My, the only thing I wanted to say is that I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm probably going to watch highlights. I think it's cool that you can do two forward passes like an NFL blitz. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I'm interested to see how the kickoff thing that's kind of works. That's also fair. There, yeah, there's going to be some rule adjustments that I am interested to see. Overall, my impression of the XFL is meh. Like the branding is meh, the marketing is meh. I'm not excited for it. I probably won't watch it tomorrow. I might watch highlights because I'm probably going to spend tomorrow out in the nice. woods. But then I'll come home and maybe catch whatever is still on TV. But I'll, I'll probably watch highlights and stuff like that. Just curiosity. I think the only thing I really want to touch on right before we go is that this, I feel like their timing was incredibly stupid. Yeah. Why are you giving us kickoff this weekend? It's stupid. Like give us, one, give us the, another like week Super or two. Bowl, the Super Bowl is let us miss football for Yes. A bit. There you go. Let us miss let, like right now, we're still coming down off the high that was the end of the season. We're we're not even a week out of the Super Bowl, a good Super Bowl, the playoffs. We're all charged, and honestly, after the Super Bowl happens, I don't need football for a little mm-hmm. while. I feel free. I'm like that was great. It was it was the emotional climax. It was the literal climax. I'm I'm done. I need to just like lie in bed for a little while and then get up and then go about my day for a little bit before I have a desire to do it again. Mm-hmm. Like I, we need that come down time. We need that period of time where we're like, Oh, I, I'd watch another game right. like that. Like I, and I feel like late February, early March would have been the perfect time for them to kick off the XFL. It's enough time 
for us to get for them to really market themselves because right now like we're still talking about the nfl but like if they wait a little time they could use these next like two or three weeks to really punch up the marketing and get people to tune in when they're interested again like kicking off this weekend i didn't even realize it was happening this fast until i deliberately looked it up and I was shocked at how fast it was. This was this is a stupid mistake. It was on really, their part. really stupid. You think they should they would have known better? Honestly, you'd think they. This is a league that has failed once. You'd think they would have learned some mistakes, but this this was a mistake. I am not interested for the XFL right now, and that's that's what I'm gonna say about it. So, Sam. Anything you got, or you just want to no, play? No, that's it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sam Grezes, uh, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S, and on Twitch and Instagram, at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I'm Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter, at Play Dave, on Facebook, and the Play Comic, on Instagram, at Play Dave, and, of course, on thedropplay.com. Thank you for listening. God bless football. Maybe watch the XFL this weekend and report back to us because there's a pretty decent chance we won't watch it, but we'll probably need content anyway. So hit us up. God bless the beginning of the new offseason. Ladies and gentlemen, aspiring entrepreneurial boys and venture capitalist girls of all ages, I hope you brought your financial portfolio, your most ridiculously overpriced watch, and your most cuttingly skeptical facial expression, because this is Brand Standing. Brand Standing is a 100% totally real podcast which features real entrepreneurs really battling it out to win the favor of investors and you. Excuse me. Hi. Yeah, this is Taylor from Legal Balthazar Games. We're legally obligated to state that this, in fact, is a podcast based on a game. Which is what we would have to say if it wasn't completely real. Which it is! Our contestants come to us from the cutthroat cacophony of the capitalist crush to bring us the most vivid and vivacious adventures, seeking to satiate our striving for success. Uh, no. 30 minutes prior to each recording session, each of our contestants was given two pieces of information. The first, a type of business, hair salon, lawyer's office, haberdashery, and so on. The second, a demographic, Vikings, pirates, people who own snakes for some reason. They had to come up with the name of that business. Which they've been working on for months, years maybe. Also their business plan, their marketing strategy, their organizational structure, business cards, jingles, schematics for promotional squeaky toys. So for our very real contestants, if the idea is right and the pitch is tight, they might wind up doggy paddling in a kiddie pool of that extra sharp investor cheddar. Most importantly, though, Brand Standing gives you the opportunity to step into the role of investor as well. Dear listener, you can grab your leather-bound business planner and go to brandstanding.show and vote for your favorite entrepreneur. I'm legally required to read the following disclaimer. Brand Standing is a 100% contrived show based on the fabulously fun improv game of the same name, coming to Kickstarter this spring. It features podcasters, comedians, writers, and more misusing their talents to come up with brilliant and hilarious business ideas for your amusement. Grandstanding may not be for everyone. Extended listening has been known to lead to earbud rash, unpredictable bouts of hilarity, and thinking up brilliant names for a mini golf course marketed to deep sea divers while you're lying in bed at 2 a.m. Is what we would say if we weren't total tools who hated fun. To stay up to date, you can head over to brandstanding.show or wherever your favorite real podcasts are hosted. 
W-I-D-K Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... <laughs> the Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just <laughs> seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search W-I-D-K in your podcast app.